Hi, babes. Welcome to The Pleasure Portal, a podcast for women desiring to embody their fierce, wild, feminine magic, reclaim their deepest soul desires, and unleash the passion, pleasure, and fulfillment they know in their bones is their birthright. I'm your host, Kelsey Grant, a love, intimacy, and relationship educator and pleasure alchemist. I'm curious, has your pleasure ever been on the back burner? Have you ever felt like your pleasure doesn't matter? Have you experienced your feminine power being minimized, ignored, or suppressed? If so, this is the place for you. Because in this podcast, we're writing a whole new story together. We're a community of fierce femmes who are done with the binds of repression. We're the women who desire a pleasurable sex life, sacred connection with ourselves, and intimate partnership with another without having to give up or hide parts of who we are. We're the modern witches who until now have had to hide or suppress our sacred gifts. Together, we're unhooking from the binds that mute our greatest expression. We're dialing up that turn on full tilt. We're creating right relationship with our emotions, our power, our enchantment alchemy, and our womb wisdom. Each episode, I'll bring to you a mix of pleasure alchemy, embodiment education, love, sex, and relationship insights, and ultimately an invitation home to your fierce feminine magic. We are reclaiming it all. Down and in we go. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Pleasure Portal podcast. I am so thrilled to have my friend Kate Horseman here with us today, and y'all are just going to love her. She's a ray of sunshine, so wise, and I am thrilled to be able to jam with her on all things self-love and intimacy and all the yumminess that inevitably is going to come through today. So Kate, thank you so much for saying yes. Thank you so much for having me. I am stoked to have this conversation with you. And like we were just saying, it feels like the perfect um, way to sort of end our week. I don't know when this cast will come out, but I'm stoked to be here chatting with you. Likewise. And I just got to say, I have never told you this before, but when I first met you, it was at Mark and Kai's house. We were doing, I think, Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. And you walked in. I was like, oh my God, that woman is so gorgeous. And I got like almost like tongue-tied because I'm like so flustered. I was like, she's so beautiful. Like just like your radiance, like obviously you're physically beautiful, but it was just this energy that was coming off of you. And I kind of felt like a teenage girl, like not knowing how to speak. Oh my goodness. Well, I'm just like delighting in receiving that. Um, Cause there would have been a time where I would have like pushed that away. And been yeah. Like, oh no, 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 no. Um, Thank you. Thank you for that. And thank you for sharing that vulnerably because I think it is, um, yeah, that that is intimacy right there. Yes, yes. And what I noticed and I had talked to Kai about it, I'm like, I wonder why like I haven't like reached out and connected with Kate. And then I was like, oh, because I needed to connect to this part of myself of like what was happening the first time I met you. And I like, there was a lot of feelings and emotions and like sensations that were happening there. I'm like, oh, I just needed to digest that first and like make sense of it. I'm like, Oh, that's what it was. Okay. (laughs) Now we can be friends for life. (laughs) So beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for letting me in on that. Oh, you're very welcome. So because we've been talking about having a date with each other for a while and we were going to go to a kitty cafe and like pet some cats and probably meow at each other and all the fun things. 
And that's really when we were going to get into each other's story. So I would love to use this opportunity to just hear a little bit more about your story and for obviously the audience as well to get to know who is Kate Horseman? What do you stand for in the world? Let's start there and then we'll, we'll kind of navigate into the world okay. of intimacy from there. Okay. You know, it's such an interesting one. Every single time someone asks me the story, I'm like, I don't even know where to begin because it, it, it changes. And maybe that's like, mm-hmm. that's such a cool reminder for everyone is that yes. um, as we go on and, and digesting um, and evolving and creating more space for ourselves and more capacity, that it always just shifts in how we, how we view it all. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I guess for the, for the sake of this conversation, um, where do I start? I start with um, being a really young, sensitive, old soul uh, who had a lot of challenges navigating, reclaiming her voice, mm-hmm. um, being in her body. And that um, initiation process really lasted so many years mm-hmm. for myself. It's still, it's still happening, it's still unfolding. Um, in a more tangible sense, um, what, that, what that looked like was that um, as a very young woman, I was um, quite accomplished with ballet. Mm. And I started that when I was about three. And by the ra- age of around nine, I was um, sent away to school in Toronto to dance with the National Ballet School. Um, I went to Winnipeg for a while. And then eventually around 14, I was in New York. And that's where... Um, yeah, some like very formative. Um, well, actually, it all was formative. Who am I kidding? Mm-hmm. I, I, rem- I, I remember parts of, of my life like it was yesterday. And I certainly remember going to Toronto at age nine by myself and being like, what the F wow. is this? Um, so yeah, I, I channeled, I think, a lot of my creativity and my sensitivity into dance. Um, it became a powerful to, tool for me to express myself and express the things that I, I couldn't express. Right. Um, you know, a lot of challenges, be it with family, at home, my experiences in, um, in my life, um, that the dance became the outlet, but then also um, kind of became the scapegoat. And as time went on, uh, that relationship to dance became less healthy, um, not even enjoyable, actually. Mm. It became um, a very direct path for my own self-destruction. And I think I signed up for that. I think mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I didn't realize it till later, but it was just a really powerful tool for me to um, oh, how do I say it? It was like a powerful tool for me to fall apart. Like mm-hmm. I had so- I had something to blame, right? right? It was never the dance. The dance was a petri dish, yes, a hundred percent. But it was so many other things, and I could I could channel it into that. Um, so so that transition from being a dancer um, led me to being someone that was really challenged by their health and their mental health. Um, I grew up in a family that was quite unwell um, physically. Um, and one of the strategies that I knew to survive was to be sick. Mm-hmm. And um, that um, 
what I mentioned at the beginning about the inability for me to actually be in my body or just to use my voice. Um, it was like a perfect disaster as far as uh, a relationship to um, an eating disorder. And that was, that was anorexia. And so uh, she was a friend of mine for a long time. And, and I say that truthfully, I always think that, you know, some of the strategies, even the ones that just seem so harmful and almost cost us everything truly are there to support us through something that we don't know how to have gained capacity around support. Mm -hmm. So it really provided, um, yeah, an opportunity for me to um, get my needs met. And, and we battled it out for a long time. And mm -hmm. um, that transition or that initiation brought me to some of my, my life's work and my purpose, which is to hold space and support for those that are working through reclaiming their sovereignty and, mm -hmm. and um, their soma, their body. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's taken on many iterations. I am by no means um complete and i think when people keep looking back at my bio they're like what is it that you actually do and i'm like oh i'm still adding Let, yeah. let's wait and see i think the last thing i'm like i guess it's I, I guess i'm an integrative healer i basically um once i was able to reclaim my wellness um i invested my time in in study and that meant mm -hmm. uh, going to school to be, be a counselor and then I was like, no, 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 food. So I went to become a nutritionist. And I was like, no, 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 more energy healing. Um, and, and so the beautiful thing is at the time I thought I was leading in all these different directions mm -hmm. only to land now in a place where I actually feel like I'm the most me I've ever been. And it's mm -hmm. like, oh, there, it's a weaving. All of it. <laughs> I have a basket now to hold mm -hmm. in many ways. Um, so that's what I choose. And that's um, hopefully uh, some of how I can support people in their, in their becoming of their coming home to themselves. Mm, I love this so much. And I'm starting to see like how we weave together the two of us, because I have such a similar perspective in terms of I mean, it might be like my manifesting generator energy of like, oh, I want to do this. And then I want to go do this. And then I'm going to do this. And like, how do they all fit together? And then landing in, you know, age, how old am I? 38? <laughs> I don't <laughs> even remember. Um, landing in 38. I'm like, wait, all of it plays a part in what it I do. Sense. It makes sense that I had to walk the path that I did and experience what I did and the challenges that I had and the heartbreak that I had, like all of it belongs, all of it plays such an integral part in the work that I do or just the person that I am in yeah. the world. You know? <laughs> yeah. and, and you know, isn't it interesting that we don't, I feel like there's such misinformation out there where we still have teenagers that really feel as though they have to figure out what the thing is yeah yeah and, and yet we've we've come such a long way that we actually know like we have example all the time that it can look like whatever you want it to look like mm -hmm. at any given time us like reclaiming what how we want to go forward means we get to pivot at any moment yeah I know that's cool I love it so much it actually turns me on I get very excited by this whole ideology because 
like before it was that exact thing. Like you need to figure out who you are before you even leave high school. And I'm like, huh? I don't know who I am. Like, how could I make a choice about what I'm supposed to do for the rest of my life or who I'm supposed to be for the rest of my life when I haven't even had time to go and dance with life yet? (laughs) You are not a fully formed human being. Your brain isn't even there yet. Yeah, my brain isn't even fully developed yet. (laughs) Yeah. It's so silly. And that's part of the reason why I waited to go to university till I think I was 22 when I decided to go back. And it was one of the best choices that I've made in my life so far of like, just wait, go have fun, go party, go do all the things you want to do and explore and see what comes through. Like what was calling to me at the time was really getting into the world of psychology and sociology, which is basically what I do now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, so if, had I not given myself those four years after high school to kind of fuck around and like, do me. I don't know that I would have landed there. I probably would have gone into something that maybe wasn't totally aligned match for me. Maybe I wouldn't have even finished my degree. And even then, like once I was done university, I'm like, Oh, time to pivot. I'm going to Nashville. I'm going to be a songwriter. Oh, I love that. That's so cool. Pivoting, pivoting. Oh, now I want to be in a band. I'm going to go do that. Or I moved to Vancouver. I want to start a burlesque group. And I just, I will do these things that they all make up parts of who I am. And even like last weekend, I sat down with a couple of our girlfriends. I'm like, I'm making a pivot. (laughs) They're like, we're not shocked. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I can't wait to know. Yeah. They're like, aren't, didn't you just pivot into more pleasure? I'm like, yes, that's staying. Like we're Mm going to keep the self-love and the relationships and the pleasure. I'm like, I also need to find other ways to use my voice and Mm -hmm. I can't just use it for songwriting and singing. I want to do more narration work, more voice acting Mm. and all of them, like their eyes just like went so big. They're like, yes, yeah, (laughs) Yeah, resonance, please please do that. And so even just giving myself permission to change permission Mm. to change directions or just integrate a new element of the direction that I'm going. So I love that you brought that up so much. Yeah. It's like, it's like the both and like, we really just got to know that that, that we can be so many things. And I actually, yeah, one of the things I, I, I thought of as you were talking, um, I, I wrote something this week around being equally as committed to our bliss as we are to our pain. Mm-hmm. And this re- really resonated with a client. And I'm like, what shifts when you believe more in your bliss than your pain? And not to dis- dismiss the pain, but mm-hmm. equally. And she goes, worth. And I was like, ah, ding, 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 ding. Mm -hmm. When we actually allow those different sides of us, all of them to be present and and held equally, we reinforce that we are worthy, that we are allowed to feel those things. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I just, yeah, worth permission, holding all of those things. (laughs) Hallelujah. Yes, please, sister. And when it comes to relationships, like even having that permission slip to change and, you know, develop into different parts of who you are. And if you can hold those pieces yourself of like, this is all of who I am and I'll keep figuring it out and keep becoming who I'm becoming, that gives the relationship space to breathe, grow, and move in the direction that the relationship is designed to go, which can really generate a lot of intimacy between the two people 
I think that they probably both need to have an agreement that this is, you know, the, the journey that they're going to take. Um, how have you seen that permission for yourself, like influence the intimacy or the connectivity within your relationships in your life? Mm, I love that question. Can you repeat it again? I want to fully digest it. Yes. So this whole piece of giving ourselves permission to be all of who we are, how have you seen that that has influenced the intimacy within your relational containers, both romantic, non-romantic? Yeah. All of them. Well, I think what, what comes to mind, what came to mind when you were saying that was really about um, being able to receive. Mm. And I know we briefly talked about this too when we were uh, last week um, yeah. when we were on Clubhouse, but um, I think because there was so much a part of my life in which uh, restriction of, of like the literal sort, right? Down to food, mm -hmm. down to movement, behaviors, right? It was so restricted um, that I restricted myself off from all else of, of my life's aliveness and openings, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so I was only able to meet people so far because I was living in that space of restriction. And so it was, although there was moments or opportunities in which I saw where there, there could be a, a, an opening, my reality at those moments in time was to, was to shut the door, mm -hmm. to close it and lock it because mm -hmm. it didn't feel safe to receive. Um, and so I think if I was to connect, you know, with how worth is influenced, um, my relationships, it's really been in the balancing of, of, of those two dynamics. Mm -hmm. um, it's, a, it's just a, such a powerful tool. You know, I, I worry sometimes it's, it, it becomes simplistic. Like we just sort of label it and we think it can happen. Um, it's taken me years to be in a place where I can receive equally as I give. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so anyone listening, just, just know that. Like it, it, mm -hmm. it's a, it's a, it's a strength that you build. You have to practice yes. it. Um, and so as, as my worth has been, um, has had a, a foundation, you know, some, something really, really where things can grow, mm -hmm. um, then all of my relationships have been touched by that. Mm -hmm. When I, when I met my husband, um, I really felt that there was also this this opening, like I, I had that invitation and I decided to dance in, in both spaces. Yes. And it was a perfect catalyst for the transitions that I was going through in my life. And mm -hmm. I just said, yes, I, I said, yes. I said, you know, permission to, to give this a go. Mm -hmm. mm. Mm -mm 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 -mm. I yeah. love this so much. <laughs> yeah. I love it too. So if you were to, you know, I'm not a big fan of advice, but if you were to give like a nugget of wisdom to someone who wants to start potentially opening the door of receptivity in their life and learning how to receive, you know, and like opening their capacity to receive or expanding their capacity to receive, yeah. what are some of the things that would be wise for them to have on their radar? Uh, this might be, I don't think it's controversial, but it might not be like the first place that we think, but I actually think it's about getting in our body. Mm -hmm. I think it's about getting in our body um, because if we can create some safety there, 
Mm-hmm. Um, and by safety, I mean capacity, then, um, then we might be able to experience the discomfort that comes up when we receive or when that opening is there to be like, oh, there it is. My heart is racing. My stomach is churning. Mm-hmm. This feels like something I'm not comfortable with, but I actually know that I can create safety. Oh, there, there's, there's something settles there. My heart slows down. What, what, what else is in this space? outside of you know my old um, mechanisms that right. formerly used to work for me so I would say really being in our body yes yeah, yeah I agree with you 100 <laughs> like even in yeah. my my feminine anatomy like I cannot physically receive if my body is not feeling safe or if I'm disconnected in my yeah. body like I think in my early twenties, like I would override my body quite a bit and I would override it with drinking or with drugs. And like, so then there was an ability to quote unquote receive, but not in the way that I'm receiving mm-hmm. now, you know, 15 years later, yeah, which is a much more juicy place to be where it feels very nourishing to receive. And that has a lot to do with the intimacy that I've cultivated within my own body mm-hmm. and by intimacy with my body, I just mean being able to narrate what's happening yeah. <laughs> just like you did. And you illustrated it so beautifully of like, Oh, let me just tune into the sensations. Where are these sensations happening? Can I describe them? Like what, what's happening? Where are they going? Like, and when I, when I start to track that in my body, I'm like, Whoa, it's like bouncing around, like, Oh, it's in my heart. And now it's in my gut. And now oh, it's over in my left knee. And <laughs> it'll just start to move around. I'm like, huh? Like, how can I not be in awe Mm. of my body Mm -hmm. when I start to pay attention to my body? Yeah. It's given us so much information, so much. So I think we're, yeah, we're just like, we're working our way back. We're just like, kind of like, Ooh, landing, 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 dropping in. And in that space of dropping in, as you said, like, that's where you can receive that uh, that most authentic form of, of, of receiving, right. Mm-hmm. Or that most, most authentic pleasure perhaps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, for me, receptivity at first did not feel pleasurable. Mm-hmm. Like, it too. felt threatening. It felt mm-hmm. really threatening. And now having played with it for quite some time, it does feel more pleasurable, but there are still times where like my, my old programming might come up and I'm like, <gasps> Oh, Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, or if I'm being like called to the next level of my life, like that level of opening mm. feels a bit threatening sometimes. Oh yeah. And I'm like, I don't know all that. <laughs> like maybe, maybe we'll just stay here where it's comfortable and familiar and I don't need to like open wider. No, mm. no. Yeah. So like, that's such an important piece to acknowledge, I think as well. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, we're, we're always having these opening and contracting yes. um, moments. And I kind of envision it like a, a bird's wings. Like I've had these mm. moments in, in session where it's like, ah, oh, it's an like opening and a closing. Mm-hmm. And you know what, that's, that's actually okay. Yes. As long as we know that we can open again. And as long mm-hmm. as we know that we can close again. Right. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that we have some, some um, faculty over that. Yeah, absolutely. Cause I think, at least I've kind of picked up in this industry, like this weird idea that you must be open all the time and you must oh, be in your pleasure Lord, all no. the time. I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm like, 
no, not for humans, at least. Like, maybe if we're talking about aliens, maybe that's true for them. <laughs> like, yeah. If we're talking about humans here. Yeah. I like, I like aliens, too. <laughs> Me, too. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I agree. I think uh, I just don't know how that could be an authentic state of mm-hmm of self because that, that, that wisdom is there that actually says, no, you know what? Retreat. Now we have to challenge that. We have to be willing to challenge that. But if we are, um, we can't nearly experience our our bliss or our pleasure. If we also have never experienced or do not experience what's on the flip side, which is pain, the despair, the grief, what, whatever, whatever is that contrast. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Agree. Yeah. I like to think of like the grief and the despair is like the roots of my tree and then the bliss as like the branches of the tree mm. so like there's this beautiful balance between the two but if i cut off one the other can't thrive yeah and do its magic it's also interesting to think like as you were describing that that that's also where the nourishment is like mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. where those roots are is where you actually like mm, like pull yes. up the stuff from the soil that's that's where 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 the goods is you know mm-hmm. um certainly some of it is is from those extended leaves or branches mm-hmm. but a lot of it is just from that depth absolutely and i love that so when like, i go through those pockets of my life where it is a little bit more crunchy or it's a little bit more dark or it's just dense i'm like ooh, something really rich is going to come through and it's only going to come through if i allow myself to stay here and be present with what is so right now. Like not stay here in the sense of like, I'm going to stay locked in my despair forever, but stay with it and like connect to the sensations. It goes back to the body. Like, can I stay with the sensations in my body while I'm getting rocked emotionally right now? Or I'm having this thought that's triggering a lot of fear or sensation in my system. Like, can I stay with me? Mm -hmm. And Sometimes when I find it's really hard to stay with me, I imagine like my inner child, like, would I turn away from her and like leave her in this scary, like underbelly called life right now? No. It's like, why would I reject myself in those moments? Because I'm ultimately turning away from these younger, you know, parts of myself that need my love and my care and, and my protection sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Beautifully said. Yeah. Choosing yourself, choosing yourself, however, however that, that shows up. I love that uh, image. Mm. What's, uh, what's your favorite way to choose yourself on a daily basis? I think it's shifting right now. I would say ritual. Mm. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that connects me back to something that is just quite old and doesn't need to be explained mm. you know you, it's just felt in the body mm-hmm. uh, so that's that's one way oh my gosh there's another eagle coming right at the window they've <laughs> been all over the, the map this morning um so that I mean that's another way that's another way if we want to go in that direction <laughs> yes, the, please. The, the animals are always speaking mm-hmm. um I think creativity too that permission slip to um, like look at all of the different dynamics of myself, not keep mm-hmm. myself in the box because, you know, for years, that's kind of what I felt like I was in. I felt like right. I was in a box and that was created 
you know, some of it was an illusion, but it was created mm-hmm. by other people. But me keeping in myself in that box anymore is only my problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think connecting to, um, uh, yeah, that permission that I can, I can uh, be in a creative space, an artistic space that, that really nourishes me. Do you have a favorite form of creativity or is it just ever changing? I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, there's like little hobbies and habits that like Mm -hmm. people people tease me about regularly, like knitting. Um, Love that you knit. (laughs) I love that we were on Clubhouse last week and we were having some drinks and having some chats and you're like, I'm I'm knitting right now. This is amazing. I'm knitting a sweater for a friend. Um, yeah, that feels really therapeutic. Um, but even just like in creative thinking, you know, Mm. I think it's, it's just so easy for us to, to step into that box, especially when we're working with people all the time. It's like, oh, this is like, this is the way to go about things. And you know what? That never worked for me. So I never want to be that. Mm -hmm. Um, so just constantly reminding myself when I feel like I'm being caged again, that that's only my, my own cage and creative thinking might just be the way out. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love this so much. I understand. Yeah. Cause oftentimes like I, well, anytime I feel caged, it literally is of my own making. Yeah. <laughs> and like, there's inevitably a way through. And the one thing I, I often ask myself is let me see this differently. How can I see this differently? And that opens up the creative faculty. It opens up this new conversation of possibility of like, oh, well, did you try this idea? Or like, how about you create this thing that actually feels really fucking good to you? Mm-hmm. And like, oh, oh yeah, never thought of it that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's so liberating. And I do find not that we need to, you know, remind everyone yet again, but like getting back into my body also will allow all of that to flow. So Mm -hmm. every time, like, I feel like some anxiety or some like restriction again, whether it's even working with, while I'm working with someone or outside of that, like, what can I do that actually will shift something so that I'm more in my body Mm -hmm. and then witness what opens up when I am, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. just like being able to trust in that, um, in that foundation. This is so good. I feel like even though like we don't see each other in person a whole lot, I'm like, there's so much that we're doing that is like, we we know each other. Yeah. We know each other (laughs) real well. Yeah. (laughs) Is the last couple of weeks, like the same thing. Like when I've been feeling like any stickiness in my Mm -hmm. system, like, okay, how does my body want to move right now? And I've been getting a lot of hits to just go for walks. And so it was, a couple of weeks ago, it was Saturday night and I was pretty tired and it was cold. It was like the night that it snowed. And so oh, it was yeah. pretty cold. And my body was like, I want to go for a walk. I'm like, it's cold and dark outside. <laughs> like, you couldn't have asked me to do this when it was sunny, earlier. Yeah. but it was just clear. I was like, that's what I want. I'm like, okay. Okay. So found like my winter coat bundled up and like went out for an hour and a half. And it was the most majestic hour and a half with myself. And it was the day before Valentine's day. I'm like, Oh, this is a nice way to like 
bring in Valentine's Day, just me with me and like creating intimacy with myself. Yeah. And because it was so cold and snowy, there was no one outside. Yeah. And oh, was, I love that. It was glowing. Like the I went down by the water and it was glowing. And there were these Christmas lights across the the water. And like this is gorgeous. And I would have missed all of this had I just stayed you know, literally cuddled on my couch, like closed in on myself, Mm -hmm. but it was like, no, I'm going to open, I'm going to walk, I'm going to move. And then by the time I got home, I had all of these new creative ideas Mm -hmm. that I'm like, Ooh, okay. Now I feel inspired again. And I have alchemized all of that energy that was like starting to cause a little bit of interference for me. So feel you sister. I love, I love that word interference. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Interference. Oh. Yeah. Static. Yeah. Static, emotional interference, you yeah. know, just chaos that can happen yeah. if left unchecked Yeah, and just getting into more of a connected ritual with myself of like, okay, when I feel those sensations, they're not bad. They're not wrong. Like, but let's work with them. Like, what are they wanting to communicate to me? Like, what is the underlying need that I have that isn't being addressed mm-hmm. that could be addressed? Like, mm-hmm. How can I show up for myself and create that intimacy with myself? Like it's such a yeah. cool unfolding. And I'm glad that this is where I've arrived in year 38 of my life. Like I can't wait to see like, yeah. what comes next. If this okay. is like what we've kind of alchemized up until this point, like, this is pretty rad. Like, yeah. Level 39 is going to be, uh, epic it is as someone who just <laughs> d- turned the 40 mm-hmm. um yeah I think it's such an interesting time to be um in the fullness you're capable of being right now right mm-hmm. like that's also not something we've been um uh, modeled necessarily yeah. so that that is really cool and I, I was thinking the other day um yeah kind of along the same lines of what you mentioned saying that cage and and, and um, like what would have been birthed from that place? Maybe not as much. Um, I think resistance is our invitation. We often mm. see, see the resistance as the warning sign, but resistance right. is often the invitation. And maybe that's just like a prompt that, that people can, can um, yeah, hold in their back pocket. You know, mm. what, what, what is inviting? What is this inviting in rather than, mm. um, presenting as problematic or a challenge. Right. Oh my gosh, Kate, what a golden nugget. Hey. <laughs> I'm going to hey. be using that every time I feel resistance this week. Mm. What's the invitation here? Uh, like, that's what I've been doing. I've yeah. been breathing a lot. I've been um, uh, finishing my breathwork training and uh, breathwork is one of those things that every single time I go to do it, I'm like, I don't really want to do this. I don't really want to do this. I'm like, that's why you got to do it. That's why you got to do it. Let's see what happens. Um, so, yeah. That's so great. So great. Um, I want to be mindful of time because I know yeah. you've got a client. So let's let's move into some rapid fire questions to okay. kind of seal it up and see what comes through. Um, ooh, how does your relationship with pleasure look in your daily life? Mm, like the, the, mm, I guess that could be anything. I'm not even yeah. going to ask, ask further. <laughs> how it looks. Um, it looks like um, spending time, 
snuggling my dog and like being so close to the way that she feels and smells. It's um, kissing my husband as many times as I can. It's um, having some um, intentionality with food mm -hmm. and it's silence. It's silence. It's like the moments when I can just be quiet um, that just feel so immensely pleasurable. I mean, thank you for sharing that because now I feel pleasure in my body, just witnessing your pleasure mm. <laughs> and those elements. I'm like, oh, and when you're describing with your dog, I'm like, mm, I just want to snuggle your dog. <laughs> she smells like Doritos sometimes. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> this makes me love her even more. Just her essence. <laughs> Her Dorito essence. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Spicy. Yeah. Spicy. Yeah. Sweet. Tangy. I love it. Yeah. A little tangy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds so bad. It's so good at the same it's time. It's so good. You guys, someone is going to listen to this and be like, I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this one's a good one. How has pleasure shifted your relationship to magic? How has pleasure shifted my relationship to magic? Huh. I feel like that's something I'm really going to have to sit with. Um, I think the magic has actually shifted the way I receive pleasure or amazing. Yeah. Like I think it is th those moments where magic presents itself that I feel open to the pleasure of life. That's mm. it. Mm -mm -mm. Great answer. Oh, good. Like, yeah, my I face to... is hurting from smiling so much. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Um, what has been your biggest block to embracing pleasure or receiving pleasure? The belief that I'm not enough. And all right. the stories that accompany that. Right. <laughs> that's, that's the short answer. That's a short answer. Yeah. We could probably do a whole podcast on just that one question. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, what, what are you most turned on about in your life right now? I feel really turned on by supporting people with um, tools of alchemy, like uh, I feel like so long we've been really like digging into things and like pulling up stuff and kind of going back to our idea around bliss. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like there's a responsibility for helpers and healers to provide supports that aren't, that are, are really agency driven, that aren't where we're not outsourcing our power to right. someone else. Um, so self, self-empowered care really turns me on. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Other things turn me on too. Of course. If, of if course. Dan is listening, you too. <laughs> yeah. So good. All right. Final question. If you could whisper a nugget of pleasure wisdom to 13 year old you, what would you tell her? The sooner that you give yourself the permission the sooner you 
can remember that you are whole. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yum. Yeah. 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 That feels good. So That's good. good. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much for taking the time with me today. And obviously people are going to be so enchanted by you just like I am. So where can they find you? What are you up to? People want to work with you. How can they, how can they get in touch? Thank you so much. This has been beautiful. Like highlight of my day. Um, Yeah. Um, So yeah, people can find me on Instagram or my website. Those are the, the best ways to connect with me. And I've created, you know, a lot of information on there. So whatever feels Um, hopefully there's something that feels supportive for what you're looking Mm -hmm. for. Um, I do offer individual breathwork sessions come the summer that will be in group form. Um, but that's one way to work with me. Um, yeah, there's a few different ways and hopefully whoever, um, whoever lands there will, will find something that resonates. Mm, Beautiful. And I'll make sure to put all of those links in the show notes so that it makes it very easy for for people to find you. And I also just had a feeling I'm like, Hmm, maybe the coven will be doing some breath work with Kate. Oh, I would love nothing more. And as you were saying, ceremony, I'm like, Mm -hmm. I, I Mm -hmm. volunteer. If you, if, if, if I have some participants, please. Um, it's just such a powerful, powerful tool that I'm so excited about. More excited yes. than I have in, in years, to be honest. Incredible. Well, yeah. I can't wait to play. Because... Yes. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have a lot of fun. So yeah. good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Gosh, you are such an angel and blessing in my life and on this planet. And I'm so honored to know you and call you a sister. And I can't wait to go frolic with you soon. Thank you so much, Kelsey. I I am so appreciative of our time. I love you. I love the work that you're doing. Mm-hmm. And um, I look forward to more wherever yeah. this leads. Yeah, me too. Me yeah. too. And thank you everyone who is listening today. We love you. And we know that your time is so valuable and in investing it with us today. Like that's no small thing. And so we want to say a big thank you for sticking it out with us today and being in these conversations. And if any part of this conversation resonated, please feel free to share it with someone else who you think might really benefit from hearing this conversation. And if you just want to savor it and soak it in, that's cool too. We love it all. Thank you so much. And we will see y'all next week.